Welcome to Market Space, a podcast for everyone who's sick of gimmicky, inauthentic marketing advice. Join me, Rebecca Mead, and my co-host Cheryl Rice for a no-holds-barred, unscripted, opinionated conversation on marketing for small businesses. In this episode, we'll be continuing the discussion on your website, web marketing in particular, with a digital marketing veteran who's here to tackle the topic of measurement, more specifically analytics and how to know what numbers matter, how to find those numbers, and how to distill it all so that you can make informed decisions on how to grow your digital footprint. If you like what you hear, you can hear more when you subscribe on to Market Space on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and have each new episode delivered directly to your favorite device. And here we go, Market Space episode number 10, Wrangling Them Their Analytics. Welcome to Market Space. How are you doing, Cheryl? Hey, I'm great, Rebecca. How about you? Doing well. Really excited that spring has finally arrived. And, oh, hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> all of our spirits needed that this year. So, Absolutely. And welcome to all of our listeners. Um, some of you might have heard of Peter Drucker. He's um, a rather famous author in the field of management and management studies. And one of his famous quotes is, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. Um, so today we're going to talk about how to measure the effectiveness of your website and how to do that and how to use analytics. That's right. Now, this is somewhere where a lot of small business people start getting overwhelmed. There are all kinds of analytics, meaning numbers, things you can measure. Uh, those are available to you when you start up a website. And if you try to take it in all at once, you're just going to get confused. You'll probably stop even trying to pay attention to it. And we don't want you to do that. So today we have a special guest joining us who is going to simplify the world of analytics and social analytics so you can use them to make the most of your marketing efforts online. So joining us today is Karen Etchells of Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen works with business owners, independent professionals, and nonprofit organizations to improve their web presence. She helps in all areas of content development and analysis of effectiveness, which is what we're going to talk about today. Karen's efforts are always aimed at reinforcing a brand's overall digital footprint to help keep it top of mind. So we are very happy to welcome Karen to talk to us today. Hey, Karen, how are you? Hi, thanks for having me on. Uh, now, We're Karen, thrilled you're here. Oh, yeah. Thank Karen, you. most uh, folks who are listening to us, I imagine, have heard of Google Analytics, but they might not be aware of what it is or what it does. What exactly is Google Analytics? How does someone go about finding that for their website? Well, the easiest way is to input in Google, Google Analytics. And especially if you have a Gmail account, you know you have a Google account. And that's the first step in being able to access your own. So if you have a Gmail, you know you can get to it. So just Google, Google Analytics, and it will bring you there. So what are some of the things that people see when they, they get in that dashboard? It can feel a bit overwhelming, but I think most small business owners or have, um, you, you know, informational websites don't need all of the information that is presented. There are certain key metrics that you want to be aware of. Um, you know, you want to know who's coming to your site, where they are finding you. 
And if your website is performing the way that you hoped, are they staying on your site or bouncing out because they didn't find what they were looking for? So Karen, can you define what bouncing is? We, we talk about sure. that a lot, especially in the, the marketing realm, but for everyday English, what does bouncing really entail? Sure. So if someone's looking for something online and they don't yet know of you, they may be brought to your website. And if they go in and they immediately sense, oh, this site does not have what I'm looking for, they're going to hop right out because as we all know, the average person has uh, less attention span than a goldfish. So, um, you, you know, people are impatient and they won't stay if they don't immediately feel that they're in the right place or that you have the information they are seeking. Absolutely. So when when they do get into um, Google Analytics and you get to that dashboard, there's so much, like you said earlier, so much information. Where really should you start? What's the easiest spot to well, start in? When, when you look at the interface there, you want to look at the state span of the analytics you're seeing. You know, is it for seven days a month? You can set specific dates. For instance, if you had a campaign and you were hoping to bring more people to your website, you can gauge the performance of that by seeing if you received a spike in traffic over a certain date period. So take a look at the date setter seeing the data reflected in and um, so that so that you have an idea of how many sessions or you know how many visits you've had during that period of time. So that's important to to know how many user sessions when somebody has hopped on your website, how much time they are spending, which pages they are visiting and are they converting? are they actually either giving you, uh, their email or completing a sale. What do you want them to do when they come to your website? And so you're going to look to see if that's effective. If people, if the majority of people are coming to your website and hopping right out, then you know you might need to restructure some of the content on your site. What's a what's a good bounce rate? So anything over fifty six percent is not good. So okay. the average is in the area of. 40 to 56 percent. Um, and, and, and so that's just that's an overall average. I mean, it's hard to tell, too. It depends on the nature of your site and how user experience is set up, whether that's good or bad for you, you know, just because sure. of of the variations in, in what people go to websites to look for. Yeah, I think that's so important. I, I, yeah. Sorry, That's sorry. important to understand. Yeah, the um, the fact that bounce rates are pretty high, even even when they're decent. <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes people might look at that and kind of panic and say, "Oh my gosh, you know, three in ten people who come to my site bounce right out." And you're like, "Well, no, that's." you know, in your world, that's actually really good. So you got to oh, yeah. kind of understand the the context of the data, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I say to some some of my small business clients that don't get a lot of traffic on their site. It's okay because if they're a consultant and they get one client out of five visits, they're successful. You know, it's just you are you attracting the right people? You don't want to necessarily have high traffic rates if those people are not really your potential clients and customers. Yeah. So now the the purpose of 
collecting this data and understanding it is obviously to make a website better, right? I mean, we talked about that bounce rate can be a, a red flag. What are some other things that you might look at in the data that would give you clues to ways you could make your website better? Well, the data is pretty deep in that you could actually track down an individual user and see when the, what their user journey was. So did they enter from the homepage or from a subpage? And where did they go from there? And did they just leave or did they go to your contact page or sign up for a freebie or whatever the call to action is? It's interesting and offers some valuable insight as to how people are actually navigating your pages. Yeah, that whole like concept of the user journey. I mean, I feel like that's kind of, that's important. Could you talk a little bit more about that? I mean, exactly um, how much can you learn about somebody when they, when they come to a website and what is that user journey? How can we, we make it better in sure from a marketing thing. perspective? Yeah. I, I mean, I think from the very beginning, is your menu intuitive? Are people poking around and hopping from one page to another, or are they easily able to find what they're looking for with one click. I mean, that's one of our challenges when we're designing websites is we want to deliver information in as, in as fewer clicks as possible so that people don't have to hunt around because they won't. They'll just get frustrated and leave. So, I mean, that's a very simple thing that you'll want to look at. Are people poking around? I mean, it could be if they're poking around, they're ready to buy and they're just checking to make sure, you know, that you've addressed issues that they're concerned about. Um, but, but, but in other ways, you want them to have a smooth experience. Sometimes what you think people will do on your website is not what they're actually doing. And that's where the analytics can be very useful. So you can take that information and then reconfigure how your site is structured, right? Exactly. Would you recommend that? How often do you like to check on that type of data? Well, you can also do A-B kind of tests to see, you know, if we set up a page this way or that way, you know, especially with ad campaigns, that's mm -hmm. very useful, you know, to see how people are actually responding. For example, something as simple as the color of your call to action buttons can affect the success rate. And that might be a test that you would do if you have an orange button versus a green button. You know, if you stay with the colors in your brand palette or do you do an opposite color that will really stand out and people will notice that button? And, and gauging the reactions to your audience flow and how many conversions you have, um, that's, that's just very useful in your overall success of your site. Sure. Sure. So I know that Google Analytics also um, will give you insights into how your site performs on mobile. Um, and given that, you know, most of us access the web through our cell phones or through tablets, um, that information has to be really upfront too. So it can, it can, um, it can show you areas that you might need to improve on your mobile sites as well. Yes. Google has something called Google search console, which is very helpful. It, if you sign up and get your website hooked into that, they will actually email you when there is a mobile issue on your site so that that can be addressed quickly and you're not losing traffic that you don't know why. And, mm -hmm. and it's because more people are using mobile versus desktops now. 
So that's extremely important to know whether your site is usable on the smaller devices. And you can see right in the analytics, uh, whether somebody came to you on a mobile or a desktop or whatever, right? Absolutely. Even down to the browsers that they use and you know their, their system, browsers, device, it's, it's, all, uh, it's all recorded in there. So depending on how deep you want to dive, you know, to make sure that your website's looking great on all different devices and that the experience is what you planned it to be is, is very important. But that's a great tool that Google offers in their search console um, in that it will notify you whenever there might be a problem. That's great. So you don't have to go hunt for it. <laughs> yeah. So there are other, you know, analytics that we're talking about when it comes to our web presence. Can you talk about um, how the work we're doing on social media and all, all feeds into the overall analytics for our website? Sure. You want to be aware of your digital footprint overall and anywhere your business has a presence how effective is that in bringing people into your site where you would think most conversions are happening? So the objective in having an active presence on social channels is to bring people into your site where they can explore your offerings and hopefully you'll make a sale or, or have somebody make a connection there. Uh, so it's important to be aware of some of the insights that the social media tools give to you for free and just take a look at them. You can um, look look at, you know, how many people are actually coming from Facebook or Instagram or, you know, different social platforms into your website. So you know how effective your social media marketing is. You can see um, which time of day most of your audience is on. So you know when to post. Uh, there's all kinds of information. There's even... A, a tool in the backside of Facebook Insights where you can look at your competitors' most successful posts and not to copy them, but to learn from them, you know, and you can tailor your content to be more engaging as well. So it all helps you to create better content, a better user experience, the more you look at this information and use it to help you to improve. Yeah, you know, I think that's really important, uh, the, the point you're making about looking at your social media analytics, because I feel like there's a lot of advice out there about this is the best time to post and this is the best way to post, when the truth is everybody's audience is going to be a little bit different. So that what you know, when you use your your social media analytics, you get the insight into your audience and it might not be the same. The best that's time for true. you to post to them could be very different. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, when we talk about uh, Google Analytics and the fact that it's all tied into to Google, um, I sort of uh, put SEO kind of in that whole bucket. Um, how can the tools on Google Analytics help you to do better on the on the search engines? What what's in there that can that can give you some clues about how to, to boost your SEO? Sure. Duration, how long people are spending on your site and bounce rate. Those are just the two super important metrics that I look at um, because you may not have the right keywords that are attracting people that you expect. For example, a lot of professionals or people that are deep into their fields, they know the professional or scientific terms related to what they do. But a user who has not yet been introduced to their services may use different words. And you'll see that if you have the right keywords, people will start spending more time on your site 
they understand the lingo, for example, you know, that they're using those words in search to find you, then your website overall is going to be more effective. So watching that data and how people are spending more time or less time or what pages they're exploring or whether they're hopping out quickly can help you to improve, you know, attracting the right people with the right keywords. Yeah, that's so interesting to look at the at the Google Analytics and see the terms that people are using to search to to get to your site. Sometimes it's a total surprise. You feel like you understand this data. I mean, we've talked about this on the show before. When you get inside your own head a little too much and you're like, oh no, I know exactly how my customers think. Well, maybe you don't. <laughs> There's There are tools out there to help you get your brain around that. That, that is super interesting, especially when people are keying in a word that's similar or has a double meaning, you know, <laughs> that you'll find that people are coming to your site that want nothing to do with what you're offering and maybe just tailoring those the wording and the phrases in your site can help to attract uh, a more targeted audience. Okay. Absolutely. So I know Google Search Console also can help you find what keywords you're ranking for, correct? I haven't actually used it for that. So okay. <laughs> it, it could. It's I generally use that for the mobile optimization. And, you know, like I said, there's so much that you can learn with these analytics and the deeper you want to go, you can certainly, I'm sure, find it. Google knows more than we can imagine. <laughs> yeah, you know, Google knows more of, than your spouse, I think. Right? <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's actually one of the things I wanted to talk about a little bit. I mean, obviously, we're, we're concentrating on giving people the very basic tools so they can go in there and not get overwhelmed and, and learn how to, to optimize their sites a little bit. But if we could, let's... Uh, Let's scare people a little bit. <laughs> Let's talk a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> hey, because why not? Um, I mean, what uh, what kind of data is collected? You know, when you start doing that deep dive, what's what is being collected when you visit websites that is then available to the to the owners of those sites? Well, they know a lot about users from what they have in their computers. So. From and, and also from your search history. So if, for instance, I'm renovating my great room right now and I'm looking at furniture and I was looking at paint colors and then you'll find that Google is delivering more ads for what your recent searches were. So it may feel a, a little like stalkerish, but it really is helpful because it's delivering to you what you're looking for. I mean, they almost chase you around the web but I'm sure many people have had this experience and wonder, you know, like, are they listening? <laughs> but they are very much watching your behavior as well as social media channels. You know, they they watch uh, like TikTok, for example, just amazes me because its algorithm reacts to what kind of content you spend more time on. And it gives you more of that. So if I look at my my 17 year old daughter's TikTok feed and versus mine, it doesn't even look like the same platform. You know, it's just amazing. Yeah, I guess, you know, it's the double-edged sword. It's, as long as you're being delivered relevant content and things that you're interested in, that's, that is a service, that's a benefit, but that means that they know you and they've, you Absolutely. know, they're tracking you and there's... Um, they're using cookie. Actually, that's that's one thing I can ask. You're, you're both in a good position to answer. What exactly is a cookie? We talk about it all the time. What 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 is it? How does it work? little pieces of information that are collected 
theoretically, to help you have a better user experience. Um, for instance, we just did a lead magnet for a client, and that was set initially to pop up uh, with a week interval. So if somebody has already seen that pop up and they didn't react to it, it wouldn't keep bothering them every time they came back to the website uh, until another week. And then my client said, gee, I think if somebody had second thoughts and wants to, you know, have this lead magnet the next day, they should see it. So we reset the lead magnet to show up in 24 hour interval. However, the cookie that was in her site when we had it set to a week needed to be flushed out so that she would realize the update has been made and new visitors are seeing that every 24 hours and, and not a week later. So cookies uh, are saved in, in your uh, computer and, and they are used to alter or adjust or tailor actually your user experience. And um, so, so that's just an example of how that works. Yeah, it's important to know too, you know, every time you do clear your browser cache, um, you'll clear all that. So if you do go back to a website and they have pop-ups and you've already said, I don't want these, you'll get them again. So That's true. you do have to, you know, be careful. Um, but as a website owner, they're really important to to really, like you said, hone in on what that visitor experience is. What, what do people want when they come to your site and what are their preferences about using your site if you do have either pop-ups or form fills, things like that. Um, you know, we, we get lazy and we like to have things auto filled for us, but that's all part of a cookie as well. It's the ability for them to, um, to insert that information where we need it. Right. Yeah. So even the, the smallest business owner, the, you know, even a site with very little traffic does have access to a lot of this data on the back end. They just have to, you know, figure out how to access it and then use it to make their their site better. And, you know, they can do it on a very, very small scale, but it every little bit helps and it can help with their, you know, making these changes can help with Google ranking and, and help with conversion if they figure out how to understand that user journey. Very true. Sure. Very true. Yeah. You the know, tools I, are available. Yeah. <laughs> and they're free. Yes. To a good point. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times we'll talk with our clients and just say, make small changes, incremental changes. Don't change so many variables that you don't know what's actually affecting the the feedback. So make sure that when you're making a change, just do small little bits. Like you said, Cheryl, before, you know, it's incremental to get to that next point. Um, I think that's the, you know, they don't need to inhale it all, all at once, or, or as we say, drink the Google Kool-Aid, right? Um, take what's important to you and, and then make those changes and see how they affect your overall performance. It's very true. A step at a time. Exactly. Exactly. So Karen, you know, tell us how can people contact you uh, to get your assistance with boosting their web presence? Sure. My website is innovast.com. That's I-N-N-O-V-A-S-T.com. Uh, my phone number, 860-634-3836. Super. And we'll put your direct link to your website and your some bio information on our website. Uh, podcast website so that people can connect with you directly there. And we'll also put links to some additional resources on, you know, Google analytics, social analytics, and, and what we've talked about today. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. This. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So the next episode of Market Space will be delivered right to you. And visit our website for additional resources, show notes, and links 
That's marketspacepodcast.com. If you have feedback on this episode or any other, or topics you'd like us to tackle in an upcoming episode, please share them. We look forward to hearing from you. Market Space is a production of Increative.